Hi everyone, I'm Molly Carr and this is The Wedding Destination, a podcast for couples and creatives where we discuss all things destination weddings. As a destination wedding photographer, I have traveled the world and had the opportunity to work in some of the most beautiful places imaginable with some of the best and most inspiring wedding industry creatives out there. Whether you are a bride or groom planning your destination wedding, or a wedding industry creative hoping to grow your business, welcome and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. As you listen to today's episode, we would love to see where you are and what you're up to. Snap a photo and be sure to tag us at Wedding Destination Podcast. Welcome everyone. I am so happy that you're here and that you're tuning into a conversation that I have been so looking forward to sharing with you. Anna Lord joins me today and after I have followed her for years, I finally had the opportunity to collaborate with her on several beautiful weddings and editorials in France and we've been friends ever since. Anna is the owner of Anna Lord Studio, a boutique filmmaking studio who creates films for the nostalgic capturing weddings, elopements, and creative brands around the world. Anna is based in Southern California and Colorado and has captured exquisite destination weddings from Hawaii to New York to France to Lake Como. She is known for her ability to capture organic emotions and the beauty that surrounds her subject, and her work has been featured from publications from Brides to Us Weekly to the New York Times. Anna, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to The Wedding Destination. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. I'm so thrilled to have you here. You have such an evocative and distinctive sense of style, and I think that your creative ability and your vision and just your overall warmth and sense of humor are so inspiring and make you so fantastic to work with. And I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you. So before we dive into all things weddings, can you tell us a little bit about how you got your start? Yes. So I started off as a photographer, actually. I was studying fine art in college, shooting analog, and I wanted to be this like gallery artist, exhibition artist. So the wedding industry was not at all what I was seeking to do. Um, And at the time, this was maybe 2012 when I started in the wedding industry, it was still really cheesy. And I don't think Um, the idea of like being an artist and working in the wedding industry could coexist. And so I was doing photography. I was working in like the fashion realm. Um, I was like a digitech in LA for a fashion photographer doing all that stuff. And then I was about to graduate and then was kind of like, well, I don't think being a gallery exhibition artist is really going to make me any money. I don't know if anybody wants to spend thousands of dollars on my like print of like my tree outside or something. And so then I started working for a wedding photographer, second shooting, designing albums, things like that. And then slowly she gave me the confidence to kind of start doing video and then start my own business. And then it kind of flourished from there. That's incredible. So how did that transition from you second shooting with a photographer to starting to shoot weddings work? Yeah. So she 
wanted to be like a one-stop shop. So she was a somewhat seasoned photographer in the area that we were living in. And she had found out that I had dabbled in video in high school and college just for, for like uh, mixed medium type stuff. But she was like, oh, well, you kind of know how to do video. Video is starting to become a thing. This was maybe 2013. And so she was like, you want to, let's just try to add it on. You can just show up, like show up to the weddings. I'm already shooting, shoot some video. And we can kind of see like what that looks like. And I mean, at the time, I think it was just really exciting to be able to use a camera to make money. But now I just think like she really equipped me to use my gifts and my artistic abilities and capabilities. And then, yeah, I don't know if that really answered your question. But. No, it really. <laughs> it, it's and I think that was very forward thinking of her too to see that wedding video was starting to become a completely new business and career path in itself too, and bringing in that creativity. So then, when you went out on your own, you at that point were you living in California? Yes, I had just gotten married to my husband, and we had moved from Southern California, from Orange County to Central California. And so I couldn't really work for her anymore. And so I was kind of like, well, I guess, do I just get some like nannying job, like just something to pay the bills and pass time? And my husband was like, no, start your business. Like just remarket yourself. Now you're in Central California. Maybe you can market yourself for San Francisco or the Bay Area as it was like a little bit closer than LA and Orange County. And so, yeah, so he really encouraged me to start my business as we relocated. Oh, that's fantastic. So then how did that process work for you once you had established yourself in the new market? Were you doing, how many weddings were you doing a year? And when did you start to transition to really traveling for your work? Yeah. So at the time I was offering both photography and videography, not for the same event. So a client would book me for one or the other just because at the time I thought that would expand my reach. And then I started booking, I started noticing that I was booking more videography jobs over photography. And so then I decided to switch fully into videography back in, I want to say 2016, maybe 2017. And I feel like once I fully committed to one medium, that's when I was able to hone in on this niche of like wanting to reach destination. And so at the time, destination just meant various parts of California. But then obviously it it grew into something, you know, where I would get on a plane for two hours and then now like maybe even 10 hours, which was really, I mean, it's a dream come true. I still like pinch myself every day that this can happen. But I really think niching down was what propelled my business particularly in the destination wedding market. That's incredible. And that's really, really good advice. I completely agree with you. I think that oftentimes when people are starting out in their career, whether in photography, video, a completely different aspect, you're eager to take on any job that comes your way. And I think that's a good thing because that's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's how you get that experience under your belt. But I think when you are able to really be intentional about the type of clients you want to work Mm -hmm. with, the type of 
work that as an artist you want to create, that's when you can really start to make a big impact and find those people that truly value you for your vision and for your very distinctive look. And going along with that, I think it's really interesting actually that you started out in fashion because to me, I still see a lot of that high fashion feel in the way that you create wedding videos. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So I know that for you, you have spent time living abroad and that you studied French and just that overall experience of living abroad was really transformative for you, both as a person and as an artist. Can you tell us a little bit about how that has shaped the person that you've become in the films that you create? Yeah, definitely. I think, so I studied abroad in college um, for one year and then I spent, you know, a couple of extra months on the tail end just exploring. But in that season, I was 20, 21, traveling a lot, you know, within countries because, you know, it's so easy and affordable to get around. And back then I was like staying in hostels and stuff. So it was very affordable. But I honestly, I traveled a lot by myself and I still enjoy doing that. And truly, I just find a lot of inspiration. Excuse me. I find a lot of inspiration in being still. And so when I'm alone and, you know, in in a foreign place, particularly, maybe like the language around me isn't familiar, I can really observe and absorb. And so that was transformative those years, that year studying abroad and then the years following just going back and traveling, because I feel like I was able to be present and really like take in like how different European culture particularly is compared to here in America. And um, obviously there are perks and great things about both cultures, but I think being still, being present, enjoying like time with family, time with friends, gathering when it's a nice day, going to the park and just seeing that it's full of people, like all of that, that quality of life is something that I really value. And so when it comes to my work and how that inspires that for a wedding in particular, you know, I want to capture those moments of people at cocktail hour, just like talking, laughing, clinking glasses. And I know that's something that we all are starting to value, like as, as a generation, I think post COVID, but that those are qualities and moments that I always want to preserve the ones that are a little bit voyeuristic and just still. Mm, that's incredible. And so really that time that you've spent abroad and traveling alone and you know also I have traveled a lot as a solo female traveler too which I completely agree it is so transformative as an artist as a woman but it sounds like that has really in a lot of ways shaped the filmmaker that you have become and it's really shaped the way that you have that ability to watch moments as they unfold and almost find them before they're going to happen, which I think is so incredibly important. And I think that's something that you really capture in your film so well. They're all very, very evocative and have that just emotional resonance that you can't fake, that is really only able to be captured by being able to watch things, to read people, to understand the room. And I think that's just, you know, to me, your background in fashion, the travel, it all just makes so much sense with knowing you, knowing your work. And I think that's a really, really interesting background that brought you there. 
So at this point in your career, you have captured weddings and events in really incredible destinations all over California, Portugal, France, Lake Como. When you're working in such unique destinations, every wedding is completely one of a kind. The couples are unique. The locations are unique. The designs are so varied. So can you share a little bit more about your overall approach and creative process when going into destination weddings and events? Yes. So something that I've really tried to dissect or be a little bit more introspective on is this idea that like I want my clients to have like the perfect wedding day, right? As a planner, you want that for your client. As a photographer, as a friend, you want that for your friends. I want them to have the perfect wedding day, but I want to capture like some of the imperfect things because we're all human, but like all of the imperfections together create this perfect day, right? Like Mm -hmm. laughing, like, oh my gosh, like it rained crap, but like the bride is laughing through it, hopefully, you know, like, so there are just fun moments, imperfect moments, people laughing and just like not taking themselves too seriously. So that's something I really look for creatively on a wedding day. So not like the the bad things necessarily. I, I love the perfectly posed and styled things as well in moments, but I think that's where I try to set myself apart in regards to what my films look like and what my films feel like. And so I suppose if you want to compare like an event in Hawaii to something in Lake Como, design-wise, likely the events are going to look really different. Attire is going to look different, everything like that. And so truly as somebody who's capturing the day or the event itself, I'm really just there like trying to blend in and like you chose Hawaii. Why? You love palm trees. You love the sound of waves. You love humidity, you know, like whatever that may be. So I'm trying to like incorporate any kind of like visceral thing that I can like through my camera to be able to give that visceral experience for the viewer. That's amazing. And it's a little foofy, but (laughs) no, no, I I love that. And I mean, I think that that is one of the challenges, but also probably one of the most fulfilling creative aspects about working destination weddings is, I mean, every event is truly unique and different in its own. You can't go back to the same venue and create this formulatic approach everywhere that you're going is different. And you have to, I think, really embrace that in what it is and in the beauty that it creates. So Can you tell us a little bit, Anna, specifically how when you are working with a destination wedding, how do you work with the client? How do you work with the planner? How do you work with the photographer? Kind of what's your process like? Yeah. So if it's if it's a team I've never worked with before, that's probably more common than working with the same people over and over again. Generally, at least these days, I have most contact with the planner. I don't really have much interaction with the client. But that's that's on their terms. So if they want to get to know me and want to be a part of the process, I would I welcome that. But I don't necessarily enforce that. But I do like to have at least one conversation with him, you know, just to get to know their story a little bit. Um, and then, so that's with the client. And then for the designer, or I guess too for the client, like what they like about my work. Because maybe the planners pitched me and stuff, but they still chose me. So just understanding, like, do they like the more polished stuff that I have, the more editorial fashion forward stuff, or do they like the 
um, more like couple focus, less like grand work that I'm presenting. So, and then as for the planner, you know, really just being on their team and helping them, you know, execute like a, a great weekend. So knowing the design ahead of time, ideally like looking at the floor plans and everything to know like what angles will look best, you know, all like the small and big things. Um, working with a photographer, if I haven't worked with them before, I try to email them like maybe like a month before the event, introduce myself, establish like that I'm friendly. <laughs> Please don't feel like we need to be like elbowing each other all day. Like we're going to be buds. And just introducing myself, you know, like making myself available to them if they wanted to hop on a call, if they wanted to run ideas or anything. Honestly, I think the biggest part is just being a team player and being flexible. I really try not to take myself too seriously. And so I think that's just like helpful to have that kind of presence leading up to an event and then obviously during the event. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's so when you're working at these, you know, high-end luxury destination weddings, being able to really come together as a team and not just, you know, show up on the wedding day as the videographer, show up as the photographer, but really, I mean, there are so many moving pieces. There are inevitably things that change and have to, you know, just with the moving dynamic of a wedding. I mean, you talked about a rainy wedding and you reminded me of a beautiful wedding that we collaborated on last summer mm -hmm. in France. And it was a rainy wedding day at a chateau and the bride and groom were so wonderful. They embraced every minute of it. We 100%. were outside. And it just, I mean, honestly, it created this incredibly cozy, enveloping experience. Everything was lit by candlelight, got these, you know, really, really charming portraits of the two of them snuggled up outside together. Yes. And I mean, I think, like you said, embracing that imperfect perfection, I think is such a beautiful approach both as a wedding creative, but also really as a couple. And that was something yes. with that couple specifically, they really, really surprised me in such a good way that they yes. were not stressed about the weather in the slightest. And something like that can easily change the feeling of an entire wedding day. And the fact that they just fully embraced it for what it was actually created such an incredibly beautiful experience. So I think that, that embracing the imperf imperfect perfections, like you put it, I think is absolutely brilliant. And with that, so I know that one of the key tenets of your artistic brand is that you create films that allow viewers to sink into a dream. To me, this is just an incredibly evocative, beautiful statement that I think truly captures the magic in your films. I, whether I was a part of the wedding or not, truly just love watching your work, Anna. It is beautiful. Thanks, I feel like babe. when I finished a video, I feel like I was there. I feel like I know that couple. I feel like I know what that day was like, even if I was nowhere near it. And that is in itself so incredibly special. So can you elaborate on that approach of really kind of that feeling of sinking into a dream and just what makes your film so unique? Yeah, definitely. So I like came up with this tagline because I was, I can't, I honestly don't remember what I was watching, but after I finished watching it, I just felt this like, this like peace, but it was like heavy peace, if that makes sense. 
like just in my heart. And I, I really connected with, gosh, it's just because I'm a nostalgic person. So like one of my favorite films, for example, is Midnight in Paris. It's a Woody Allen film. Oh, yes. Don't recommend like Woody Allen, but like love his movies. <laughs> but Midnight in Paris is one of my favorite films. And there's just like a quality in it when you're watching the film. Obviously, the cinematography is beautiful. The score and the soundtrack is beautiful. Um, and that all, all together like makes up for, you know, a moving experience as you're watching anything, right? Even a commercial. And so I want couples or anyone to watch any film that I create to feel that little bit of weight, right? Like almost like your breath gets a little bit taken away or maybe you hold your breath a little bit as you're watching something because you're anticipating the next moment, the next sound. And truly, like I just want you to watch my films and just feel like, ah. Like my most used emoji is like the melty smiley face. <laughs> Because like that's like I want to feel that all the time, which could also be a bad thing. But like most of the time, I'm like I just want to feel like the melty emoji next to the emoji with all the hearts around it. Like that's like what I want to feel like all the time. So that's what I want my couples to feel like. That's what I want people to watch my films to feel like. Those two emojis. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, you put it so perfectly. I literally have goosebumps hearing that. I mean, even yes, Midnight in Paris is such a perfect example because I mean, it's overall a very quiet film. There's not a mm -hmm. huge arc when it comes to the plot line. There's not these, you know, really dramatic moments, but just the way that it captures the feel of the nostalgia and the 20s. And I mean, it's like in that way that things are so nostalgic and sentimental that they can almost make your heart hurt just a tiny hurt. bit, but in the yes. most beautiful way. Yes. Just that, I guess, <laughs> kind of with, with bittersweet, that same feeling. And I mean, to me, that's really what I'm hearing from you is that's the type of feel that you want your films to create. And you know what makes that so special? I mean, when you feel that the first time you watch your wedding film, imagine how you're going to feel 20 years from then or 50 years from then. And I mean, That's how much those feelings of that, like just beautiful nostalgia, the, all of those emotions tied into it. I mean, they're already so visceral when the day was so present, but as the years go on, how much sweeter they become. I mean, that's just absolutely yeah. incredible that you create that. So I know that, Anna, a lot of filmmakers look at the weddings that you capture, look at the places that you go, and they really dream of being able to work with couples like you, to work with planners like you, and just in these amazing destinations that you go to. And I think as artists, we are very, very inspired by our surroundings. So being able to work in these incredible environments is such a gift that allows us to really mm -hmm. create the type of work that we dream of. Do you yeah. have any recommendations for filmmakers, but also just any wedding industry creative that's looking to break into destination weddings and events? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing to note is like destination can, that's such a broad term, right? Because I mean, living in, I now live in Denver, moving here about a year ago. So at this point in time, all of my events are 
quote unquote destination because I have to get on a plane or drive like 15 hours, which I won't do. So like everything is technically destination, but then, you know, you have, so, you know, maybe you're California based and you want to work in New York or Montana or you're Wyoming based and you want to work in Paris or Japan. So I feel like you need to, as a creative, I think you need to decide what your goal is. It is, is it international? Is it European? Is it Asia? Or just a different state? So that's one thing to kind of make sure you think through. And then obviously the logistical side of like what that entails in, co- in terms of cost and time and if that's good for your business and your family, et cetera. But I really think if you're wanting to do something international, for example, you need to just be there. Not live there, but you need to go there. You need to photograph yourself there, even if it's just on your phone. Like, I'm here in Paris. I'm, you know, like having coffee with another colleague. Like, I think you just need to really connect yourself physically, not just in your mind. Like, oh, if I booked something in Paris, I've never been before, but if I booked something there, I could figure it out. Unfortunately, like, that's not fair to your clients. And so you really need to put in the work and the money in this case also to like be present in the locations. So I think that's very crucial because to be honest, it's a little bit deceitful if, mm-hmm. if you aren't um, as established in the locations that you're trying to market to. Obviously we all have to start somewhere. So maybe that means like doing a style trip for free. Maybe that means spending your own money, spending your own time, like, and, getting just like your photos out of it or a video out of it just for yourself. But I think you at least have to put in that work to be able to market further. So many, so many good pieces of advice. I mean, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, that when you niched down, that that really was what took your business and your art to the next level. And I mean, I completely agree. I think people when they're starting and maybe haven't had the opportunity to travel a lot personally, see these beautiful destination events and think of that as a great way to travel. And that is something that I think really needs to be done on one's own dime. And honestly, what you talked about with styled shoots, I mean, I think there is benefit to that no matter where you are in your career. I mean, Anna and I worked together on a beautiful styled shoot in France just a couple of years ago. And at that Mm -hmm. point, I mean, I had worked on countless weddings in France. I already had a lot of the, you know, experience, but I knew it was going to be a really unique vision. I knew it was going to be working with a wonderful group of creatives that I was really excited to spend time with and get to collaborate with. And I mean, also, I think just creatively and artistically, when you are in the midst of a really busy season, it's such Mm -hmm. a great breath of fresh air to take that time to really, I think, invest in yourself as an artist. 100%. And I mean, I think like, you know, thinking about as a filmmaker, you can go to Paris and you can capture beautiful B-roll of the city. That does not cost you a cent. You can incorporate that on your website. You can find a model on Instagram. You can do something really, really small. You don't have to start out doing something huge. If you don't have the network, you don't have the resources, you don't have the experience, but being able to be in that place and to show your work there and to really show why that's somewhere that you want to work, 
It is such, such good advice and I think is really will take you a long way. And I mean, I think yes. also when you are like Anna, like me, and you love to travel and that's a huge part of what inspires you as an artist, you want to be doing that throughout your entire career. Absolutely. And I mean, I think I'm very grateful that I'm at a place now where I – desire to travel somewhere. I can book a ticket, make my plans. If I end up booking something nearby, you know, like like booking a job nearby, that's great. But like, I still want to go there regardless, right? Like yes. I still want to travel and eat all the food, you know, regardless. <laughs> and so, but it does seem very backwards these days of like, well, I want to travel. So I need to book something there first. Yes. And it's like, Mm. It can often be the opposite. Like you said, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, whether it's serendipity, the universe, I mean, how many times I have booked one client that's brought me to a destination and ended up having three more opportunities come my way within a week or two of that time frame in the same area that really ends up all just coming together to be this incredible creative trip that not only obviously is you know, really positive from a business perspective, but also yeah. allows me to continue to work there. So, I mean, I think sometimes just taking that leap of faith and booking that first trip on your own and just really putting yourself out there, showing the world that you're going to be somewhere that you want to work there. It's amazing what that can do if you just put those, Absolutely. those stories and put that energy out into the universe, what might come back for you. Yes, exactly. Oh, this has just been amazing. Anna, you have given such wonderful advice and it's been so inspiring to hear about your story and to learn from you. I know that many of our listeners probably already follow you, but for those who have may just met you, where can they follow and learn more about you? Yes. So on Instagram, I'm Anna Lord, A-N-N-A-L-O-R-D. And that's that's pretty much everywhere. So AnnaLord.com. That's that's what it is. And that's Amazing. my real name. A lot of people ask if it's like a what's it? Like a pen name, but I just got really lucky marrying uh, my husband and got his dope last name. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very very strong name and it I yeah. think as a business owner, it's nice to have a nice clean concise name. Yeah, for sure. For, I mean, you know, off topic, but when before I was married, my last name was actually hyphenated. And it was my oh. master's hyphen Selton. And at that point, I didn't have my own business yet. But I often look back and I think, if that was still my name, I would need to have a studio name because nobody would ever find me. They would always <laughs> misspell it and they would get lost somewhere totally. in the Google search. Yes. So, yes. You, you Molly Carr, also name. iconic. Very regal. <laughs> Molly Carr. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anna, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom. And just thank you for joining us here on The Wedding Destination. Thanks for having me. I hope the listeners were able to take away a little something and be inspired or ready ready to go. Ready to go. I know Shoot that those they will. weddings. <laughs> yes, I know Look they will. And I know I am inspired and took away a lot of great feedback from you too, Anna. So really, thank you so much. I appreciate it immensely. Thanks. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Wedding Destination Podcast. I'm Molly Carr. 
and you can follow me on Instagram at Molly Car Photography and the podcast at Wedding Destination Podcast. We hope you will leave us a five-star review on iTunes and join us next week for a new episode. We'll talk to you soon.